Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Epler, and welcome to Season 1 of Yoga for Everyone, a podcast about the evolution of modern yoga. In Season 1, I'm here with Bryce Delbridge at Ashtanga Yoga Studio in Norman, Oklahoma, where we are talking through some of the basic challenges that new students face in today's yoga climate and how the face of modern yoga has changed in recent times. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Our subject for today is yoga for all levels of society. I think that yoga, for, for me, is, is a sacred science and a deeply personal process, and that it has a huge ability to create change. And, and, and that's, as a yoga teacher, that's been my most rewarding uh, experience is watching the bodies and minds of the people who practice regularly change over mm-hmm. time. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely agree. That's the fundamental sort of benefit that I see as a teacher is watching that sort of change take place in my students. Fundamentally, that, that opportunity, uh, I, I think it, it belongs to all humanity. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'll, I'll just tell a brief story. You were there. I Uh-oh. remember we were in <laughs> India together and, and we were practicing with our teacher and um, my back was so injured. Oh my God. And I could barely do anything. And I, and I was going to class because, you know, he's in his, he was in his early nineties at the time. And I never know from one time to the next, if I'm, I'm going to be able to see him again in this mm-hmm. life. And so I thought, well, I know my back is hurt, but I'm just going to go and try my best. I just want to be around this man and I want to be part of his class. And and uh, I was crippled and he could see it. And um, after class, he asked me to wait. And I just really wanted to crawl home and lay down. But uh, he started rummaging through a bunch of shelves and papers and stuff and and after like 10 minutes when I was really thinking about sneaking out because I thought he'd forgotten that he told me to wait, uh, you know, he comes out with a stack of papers and he told me, this is my summary of all my research of yoga and I want you to have it. Mm. And I just about cried. Mm. And, you know, over the, over time I, I started studying those papers and he, he told me actually not to talk about some of it Uh-oh. but um no, no sorry <laughs> i can't tell you about the sex part but uh, no. um, uh, but but the thing that really impressed me is that he he views and this is bns Iyengar. i suppose i should say that he, he's uh, our teacher yeah. for many years 23 years of practicing postures with him and he sees it as a gift to humanity. And um, all levels of society. So that means rich, wealthy, poor, educated people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know we, like, like they have the caste system in India, yeah. right? And we yeah. just think, oh my God, that's so barbaric. You, yeah, you, but we've got our own caste system here. <laughs> you, we, we, we have the class system. Yeah. We have, you know, like the, the difference between wealthy, educated and poor and uneducated is huge. It's dramatically and, and that's huge. not easy to get across in no. our, uh, our society at all. So as yoga becomes... A, a cross-cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. and expands into modern culture. 
I think that that yoga for all levels of society is an important goal mm-hmm. if if you want to create a yoga community. Yoga, in part, gained popularity because famous people like Sting and Madonna and so many others. I'm mm-hmm. not going to try to name all the famous people that practice yoga because I'm sure I would forget most of them. <laughs> but um, that phenomena gave yoga a lot of a lot of press, a lot of popularity. People like Sting and you know write about their experiences with yoga and. Some of our friends are their teachers. And so I think that right at the top, you have interest in quality of thinking, mm-hmm. quality of mind. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, I, you know, I, I'm very inspired by my friend Robbie Norris in Richmond, Virginia, who has spent years and years teaching inmates mm. yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's something I haven't done yet that mm-hmm. I, I always kind of wanted to try. Mm-hmm. And, and But uh, we, I think we've both taught an enormous amount of free yoga classes. Yeah. So what do you, Bryce, what do you do if somebody comes and says, uh, man, I just can't afford it. I don't have any money. Can I do yoga? Absolutely. But there has to be some form of exchange. No, I don't like to work. I, I, <laughs> I don't have any time. I, I just I just really want to share the love. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when I started practicing with you, actually, I didn't have any money. And you taught me for free. And you made me promise that if I ever became a teacher, that I would also share the practice for free if people were sincere and if they couldn't afford it to never let money be an obstacle in, in healing and in yoga. And that's something that I still do to this day is if somebody truly can't afford it financially, well, then they can give me a piece of organic fruit or, or they can sweep the floors or they can, they can do something so there's some form of energetic exchange. I only have this tomato from Safeway. I think it's been irradiated, <laughs> but, but like I, I prayed over it, so I, I'm, I'm just going to give you that. <laughs> okay. Whatever works, but there has to be some sort of exchange, even if it's not monetarily. And uh, I don't I don't believe that yoga should be exclusive just for those who are wealthy and who can afford it financially. Uh, And at the same time, I don't I think yoga teachers also struggle to make a living in general. And there has to be some form of balance. There has to be some form of exchange. No, I thought all yoga teachers were just rich and beautiful and fly all over the world and, and like have beautiful partners and, 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 you know, they're just like rock stars. I wish, man. <laughs> but we're, we're not there yet. What about all the millions of yoga teachers out there that aren't necessarily rich or beautiful? Yeah, or, or working or, other jobs just so they yeah. can teach yoga for fun. You know, they're, that's how probably the majority of yoga teachers are in this world is that they have another gig on the side that gets the bills paid. And I was thinking the other day that in like seven years of doing yoga teacher trainings, I can probably count on one hand 
the the number of people who are teaching yoga full time mm-hmm. yeah. for a living yeah and and who um and, and you know even if they're teaching full time for a living they're wishing they had a lot more uh, money oh yeah yeah <laughs> so service is why we do this yeah. and and uh, you know maybe i should just speak for myself but m- the majority of people running yoga studios and teaching public classes are not getting rich mm-hmm. from from doing it they they're doing it because they love it yeah and and so inviting all levels of society is i think an important element and you know like this is oklahoma we're in the bible belt mm-hmm. this is you know redneck central and and one of the things i love about this sort of redneck culture rednecks are not trying to find themselves you know like they kind of know who they are mm-hmm. and i find that so genuine and mm-hmm. sincere mm-hmm. and um I, I just i think that if yoga means union we have to learn to look past the external differences the way we talk the way we sound the way we dress yeah. you know and and really kind of admire the the spirit of each person yeah and and you know like guruji's chant you know jiva mani brajat pana mm-hmm. this the common soul shines like a diamond mm-hmm. and you know when, when i'm sitting there looking at a group of people that i'm about to teach yoga to that's the thought that always comes to me is mm-hmm. wow what i'm so lucky to have these guys in front of me and i i should really try to give my best mm-hmm. Creating an atmosphere where all levels of society are welcome. Yeah. And and that, that's kind of something that takes it away from, like, I'm, I don't want to be just another jerk with a business looking out for number one, yeah, uh, yeah, advertising yeah. myself mercilessly on social media and trying to, uh, you know, be rich and famous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I find that... Watching people change mm-hmm. is is this huge reward, yeah. and um, so I, I think that seeing you know yoga can can take fat and stupid and turn it into sleek and full of energy. Mm-hmm. It can take old and tired and turn it into sharp and sexy. Yeah, it it, it you, transforms you. You can't say who's gonna take it on and uh, and change yeah there's no way to predict and you know sometimes really fit very capable people show up and 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 i don't know they just fade away yeah you never see him again and then here's some odd duck that comes in and you just think oh my god this is going to be so hard and, and <laughs> 10 years later there they are <laughs> now they're teaching full time <laughs> yep <laughs> and 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 so so there is just no way to say yeah. who's going to stick with yoga. Yeah, and, and, so true. You know, and, and maybe I'm just not the right person for everybody to learn from. Well, There's sure. always that. There's that, that we're going to resonate with different people. Uh, but one thing that came to mind a moment ago is when we were filming the Mysore Yoga Traditions documentary, uh, when Sri Bhashyam, the, the president of the Sanskrit college, he, he said in his lecture, uh, your soul and my soul are equal proportions. Uh, 
yoga is beyond caste and creed, that um, yoga is something much more than, than, than we could buy with money. And uh, there, there are so many different practices that different cultures and different classes are even more in, intrigued by. Like uh, Vivekananda, whenever he first came to the States, he's mostly teaching Raja Yoga. He's mostly teaching meditation. And it just happened to be that people that were more wealthy were more interested in uh, the, retro, the the introspective practices of meditation. Whereas, like, <laughs> it's very easy to kind of, like, look down on the street urchins performing all these crazy postures and say, oh, that's just so low class. They got their leg behind there. They're standing on this bed of nails. Whereas, like, look beyond that that superficial what the practice looks like and underneath it's just another soul. And we're all just these individual souls trying to walk each other home and figure it out. So so that's a, a very interesting and good point that you brought up there. Hatha yoga came from an element of Indian culture yeah. that was not particularly well received no. or highly esteemed no. at all. Dreadlocks, the, ashes of the dead, naked, wandering around. <laughs> punks of ancient India. <laughs> yes, total. You know, some of these people believed that if you did things to offend and outrage other people that and they and if you could get them to abuse you physically <laughs> right. it, it was good right. because it would you purged karma you right. got rid of your karma and they got out their aggression and right. so you know there's been these radical ascetics for yeah. thousands of years in yeah. india and when it comes to the breathing and the postures and hatha yoga it came from that background totally so it was the Brahmanical culture of India that actually was able to synthesize that and communicate it to the world mm-hmm. in a format that we were all able to understand and relate yeah. to. Yeah. So, so that credit goes certainly to them, and Brahmins are, are generally highly, highly educated. They spoke English. They yeah. had the means of, of coming to the West and flying to other countries. Mm-hmm. They're very eloquent speakers generally and um you know it's a little tricky when you start to generalize like a cast of indian sure. people because everybody is everywhere in a way sure. but, but um, krishna macharya yes he was the one who who really helped yeah we can say he's the father of modern yoga yeah. and and um that about 50 percent of postures practiced everywhere in the world came from him mm-hmm. So this, these two different streams of Indian culture are, are, are sort of interesting to look at because people tend to think of yoga as a very pure, vegetarian, be good, do good, so squeaky clean, don't you dare drink coffee, don't you, you, you know, like, oh my God, are you eating chocolate? Oh, that's not good for your health. Well... Well, the, these Hatha yogis were wild as hell. Oh, yeah. Drugs, all kinds, as strong as possible, <laughs> all sorts of crazy practices outside of society, living oh, yeah. in cemeteries and oh, yeah. burning grounds of dead bodies, yeah. meditating on dead bodies, yeah. looking at the impermanence of life mm-hmm. and really plugged into that. 
Mm-hmm. So, so if there's somebody around in our community who might not seem like such a savory character or they're <laughs> a little different from me or I, I, I might not immediately be able to relate to them, if they want to do yoga, I feel absolutely obligated to try to help them. Absolutely. If they're not interested in yoga, I don't have any obligation. Yeah, sure. But if they are, then... Uh, I, I feel like we've been given a gift. Yes. I would have just been a redneck carpenter without yoga. Like I, I would be in the same place that I grew up uh, doing what my dad did. Mm-hmm. And yoga has the power to really take you out of your own cultural trajectory, mm-hmm. your own genetic trajectory, mm-hmm. and, and really show you something beautiful. And mm-hmm. I think we've all participated in that gift. And um, if possible we should try to give it back. Yes, to everyone. Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of Yoga for Everyone. If you found our conversation meaningful, we would love for you to consider subscribing, sharing this episode with a friend, or writing a review of our podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts to share, you're welcome to shoot us an email through our website, ashtangayogastudio.com. Thanks again for listening.